Namaste friends. Today's podcast is about some feedback that I received on my book. The cover of the book has a picture of a chariot and the chariot driven by the five horses is used as an analogy to explain the human psychological stack up from a Upanishadic perspective. A couple of my friends really loved the analogy and they got it. Yet, there were still some others who found it a little difficult to understand it. And some of them gave me very valuable feedback. And I thought I'll share a little bit of my perspective on this. So here was a feedback. So one, one of the readers, he got back and he said, Hey, I just don't understand why reins should be compared to the emotional mind. Why not reins as a big horse? Why not a sixth horse showing emotions? And in fact, these emotions rule people so much that they, that they take us helter-skelter. Very, very valid point. I completely agree with them. Another feedback that I got was that I don't understand why we can't use the wheels to symbolize the brain. The bigger the wheels, it's easier to navigate the chariot. The bigger the brains we have, it's easier to navigate our life. So, there were many such feedback that I got. So, my perspective is slightly different. I completely understand that the analogy does not explain everything. And analogy can't be perfect. So, first of all, please bear with the analogy. And use that as a model to explain how the psychological stack up of a human being is. Whether we could have used a sixth horse to denote emotions or not, absolutely valid point. But I just presented what the Upanishads say. So if that's that's helpful for someone to understand the human psychological stack up, well, please go ahead with it. Now comes the part about comparing brains with the chariot wheels. This is where I have a little different opinion. According to Upanishads, the brains or the neural structure that is there in our, in between our temples. That's considered part of the physical body. And that's considered to perish the moment we die. So, it does not form part of the subtle body. But if someone were using the word brains 
in the context of subtle body, then perhaps it's a different uh, conversation. However, I feel that the subtle body is all that we can't touch and feel. I apologize. Subtle body is something that we can't touch, but we can feel. That subtle body does not die. And just to summarize what that subtle body is all about, it's the ability for us to manage the five physiological processes in the, in the body of respiration, digestion, elimination, circulation, and reversal processes, collectively known as pancha prana. Then, the sense organs. I'm not talking of the ears, eyes, or tongue. I'm talking of the five perception sense organs, which are behind the ears, eyes, tongue and so on and so forth. And be, beyond that sense organs is the emotional mind, that part of the mind that can feel emotions, that can process information, but can't take a decision. And behind that emotional mind is the intellect the rational mind that can take decisions based on the information available, make choices, and importantly, distinguish what is right and what is wrong, distinguish what is real, what is unreal. And behind all of it is another entity, which is again another part of our mind, known as ego. And in simplistic terms, please understand ego as that feeling or emotion or thought that we have when we use the word I in a common sense. It could mean I as in me with this body or it could mean I as in me with the subtle body, with the mind, the thinking person. So any association of any thought where we have associated ourselves with the body or mind, but not that pure awareness alone, that's ego. So, short summary. My apologies if some of you have not understood the chariot analogy, but please use that as an analogy and do not overstretch the analogy. I hope you enjoyed this podcast.